As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues! You can't trade Alex Steen. And Regina, or Regina if she were a town in Canada, uh, she responds with, why not Bennington? Real men, you drink pumpkin beer. Get ready to hear some noise tonight! Hi there, everyone. I'm Haley Wickenheiser, and this is Let's Go Blues Radio. This is Eddie Garcia from the Fox Sports Radio Network and co-host of the Puck Podcast, and you're listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, guys. This is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 42 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated, not the Blues NHL podcast, not Beyond Checkerdome, not We Went Blues podcast, not Chasing Pucks with Panger, not Chili's Week in Hockey, not the Blue Line, not Blue Notes podcast. We are the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. You like that list of... uh, a failed uh, blues podcast there, Bill? <laughs> well, not failed, just on hiatus. Right? On hiatus. Some, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, sh- I should have listened you know, to the Blue Line media twice. Ever fails. Yeah. That's true. There was there was two Blue Line podcasts. I should have listed both. But uh, I met both yeah. of you, if you're listening. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA, and by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's first and only hockey-themed brewery. We're broadcasting live on Thursday, July 1st, 2021. This is franchise episode number 308 all time. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Bill Day. Kurt Price is on assignment. For your listening pleasure, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey for the next little while. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Have you checked out our Discord server? Blues fans can talk with other Blues fans with either text or voice chat. The three hosts of the show will periodically be in there this summer, especially when any news breaks. For more info, go to letsgoblues.com slash discord. Or as Bill, or as uh, Kurt says, uh, Discord. Discord. Yeah, Discord. Uh, We're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash the bell so you'll get notifications when we go live. Bill Day, how is your week going, sir? Oh, man. It's it's been a week. Um, I am happy to be here tonight. I hope I can help the team. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's been quite the week. Um, I have to pay close attention to Sheldon behind me. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, come back from the brink. We uh, we thought we were saying goodbye to him last Friday night, and uh, so we've uh, we're also just absolutely. Uh, ecstatic that that he's still with us, but uh, he's he's kind of in bad shape right now, and he's about to fall off the couch. So, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he, hey, you're a good boy, Sheldon. We're we're all rooting for you. If anyone follows Bill on social media, he's been kind of posting updates. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's tough. I've lost a lot of dogs in my lifetime, and um, it's it never gets easier. Even when you get older, you think, oh, it's you know, he's sick. It's fine. I'll I'll cope better as an adult. You never do. It's always tough. No, no, you, you absolutely do not. Um, you know, that's, you know, we were, we're fortunate this time around, um, you know, that, that we didn't have to say goodbye. Um, and, um, I do want to give a shout out, um, to, uh, Dr. Kirk Hubbard and, Hannah and the rest of the amazing staff at Hawthorne Animal Hospital in Glen Carvin. Um, you know, we, we thought we were saying goodbye to Sheldon, um, but we, we all, you know, we were able to uh, uh, see him through it. And uh, he made a, quite an amazing recovery from Friday night into Saturday um, and sp- spent a couple days in the ER. They gave him tremendous care. And, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we have a, a new perspective on, uh, all the, all the medical problems he's had in his life. And, uh, hopefully we've got, we'll be able to treat it and, uh, you know, give him a few more good years with us. So, yeah, hopefully he's still a young dog at seven. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping you got a lot more time left with that little boy. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, looks like he's trying to get comfortable back there at least. So. <laughs> yep. Hey, it looks like me in bed. I, my wife always yells at me when we go to bed at the same time because I'm tossing and turning, can't ever get in the right spot. So, yeah, I, I hear you, Sheldon. I'm with you, buddy. Um, so announcements we want to get to. Uh, first of all, well, Bill and I both planned on being at Center Ice tomorrow night. That might have to change for Bill because of the, the issues he's been having with Sheldon. But uh, I will definitely be at Center Ice Brewery tomorrow night. Friday night, if you're listening, uh, July 2nd, uh, for Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. I know that uh, Crappy Goalie, listener of the show, he's going to be coming up there with me. Uh, possibly a, a listener, Leon, as well, who's uh, also a friend of the show. Um, and a couple other people that I know that might be interested. So if you're wanting to, to hang out, if you're, you know, maybe you're vaccinated, you want to get the hell out of the house and, and start, you know, getting back to normal life, Come on up to Centerize Brewery tomorrow night. Should be a good time. And, and Bill, I hope you can make it because uh, every time we go, we always have a good time. Right, and um, you know the the two times that we've been out to catch a Montreal game, it's been a, a success story, uh, and the Habs certainly need it. So yes, I'm uh, I'm going to do my best. Um, so we'll uh, no promises, but uh, I'm going to do my best my best to be there at least for uh, the first two periods. So our friends over at uh, blues hockey podcast will appreciate this reference, but uh, I'm thinking we're going to see Kerry price from the top rope tomorrow night. I see him being at uh, the top of his game. So let's hope that happens. Yeah. But he already has been. He's already even this whole series, even though he's given up some goals, he's, he's looked great. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I, I thought the uh, the first goal he gave up last night was was soft. But um, the one goal Vazzy gave up uh, was uh, equally soft. So um, you know, uh, they, they kind of canceled each other out. But uh, but yeah, I I expect the same thing. Um, I expect you know. I, Expect Montreal to come out amped, and uh, if they can, you know, if they can get two goals, that's been their thing. Get Carey Price two goals, and he'll win for you. And you know, they they just they haven't been able to do it uh, this series so far. But going back to Montreal, getting their coach back, um, you know, it, it's first Stanley Cup final game in the building, and uh, yeah, I guess somebody didn't pay the right bribe to uh, you know to get the uh, attendance up to 10,000. but Yeah, uh, that really yeah. upset me. I really thought that we were going to get that up to 10,000. I I get why. I'm not mad, but it's 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 just, oh, man, of all the times for Montreal being the cup final, like you need your crowd behind you. Now, I will say the last round when they were playing in Montreal, it was pretty damn loud still. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. thinking those fans are going to bring it. But it'd be nice yeah. to get some more in there. Yeah, maybe by game six. Yeah, um, and yeah, let's let's get it to game six. That's mm-hmm. that's the goal now, right? So, yep, for sure. Hey, they hey win it in six. There you go. That's what I kept saying yeah. when the blue like when the Blues lost game one. I was like, uh, well, this means they're going to win it in five. Then they lost game three, and it was well, they're just going to win it in game six. That's 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 the the mentality you have to have as a hockey fan damn straight official beers of episode number 308 remember you can follow us on the untapped app but i want to say untapped clearly is not a sponsor of this show but we love untapped i uh i actually been showing some friends uh the untapped app you know some of my fellow beer snobs and um and they, they think it's great, and they've all signed on and, and joined. So if, if you haven't checked out Untapped and you like different beers, it's just a fun little way to, to kind of explore the beer universe. Uh, you can find Kurt on there at CPrice12. Find me at JPonder94, and Bill is at BillyBlueNote33. Uh, Bill, let's uh, clearly we have no other options. Why don't you go? <laughs> um so yeah um to answer your uh, pregame tweet no i am not having another double ipa <laughs> um actually um talked about it uh in the pregame or the pre-show um that little uh dragging a little bit so i thought i'd mix it up and try something totally different Ooh. guinness nitro cold brew coffee is that good so um it's okay. It's yeah. <laughs> it's, okay. uh, it's 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 not my favorite. Um, it's hopefully it'll do the job that I want it to do of giving me a little bit of beer and a little bit of coffee to get through this because it's been a long day. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's smooth. Um, you know, and I was I was wondering if they were going to do it. Um, you know, I I grew up drinking Guinness. Like I I didn't drink grew up until yeah i when i started drinking beer i started drinking guinness right that that was that was it so i've always I'm just been imagining you with like a like you as a baby with your beard and <laughs> and your hat and your glasses and just mm, guinness 
Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I, I used to say I, I like to do it right and start with the good stuff and, you know, skip the natty light and all that, that most people, uh, do in high school. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I went to my, my, not my fair share, but a few high school parties where we had the obligatory natty light or Milwaukee's best light, whatever was easy to steal from the convenience store. Yeah. Yep. No, not, not that we would condone that either. Um, no, my, my beer was always, um, so we, we would always have somebody buy us beer when I was like 17, 18 and, the guy, he always said, if I'm going to buy you beer, I'm going to buy you the worst beer just because I'm an asshole. He literally would say that. So he would get us the Beast. He'd get us uh, Natty Light. And, you know, sometimes he'd be nice and get us Bud Light. And and it was like, okay, beer's okay. This isn't bad. You know, whatever. And then I, like, turned 21, and I had people that were like, you've never had good beer. And they, like, took me, I think it was to ITAP. I think that was when it was open mm-hmm. then. And they had me try all these, like, you know, different, you know, I didn't even know there was different kinds that there was in it. There was ales and there was pilsners and there. I just thought it was, oh, it's just these beer come in cans and there's no, there's one type of beer. And so it just completely turned my world around. And, and again, that's, that's when I turned into, as some listeners would say, a beer snob, because I was like, oh my God, beer is actually good. Beer tastes good. I didn't know it could do that. I thought it was just to get yeah. me messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing when uh, when you do it for more than just getting wasted on the weekend. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, beer actually is pretty good. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, my wife but, makes fun of me because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just crack open a beer and it'll be like, you know, a Tuesday night for dinner or whatever. And what do you you get a drink tonight? And I'm like, well, I'm going to have a beer. Because she's the type right. that when she drinks one, she has to drink four or five or six. And so I'm like, yeah. no, I just I just like drinking beer. If it tastes good, I'll drink it. You know, it's it's that's how I am. Yeah. Speaking. No, I, oh, go ahead. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Go ahead. Speaking of beer? good beer uh, tonight, I'll be drinking the Love Gun, which is one I've had recently from our friends at Heavy Rift Brewer uh, Brewery, I believe in Clayton. Um, this is, uh, I, we've, I've talked about it before. I know, uh, Kurt and I think you too, Bill has mentioned on the show before. Yeah. So good. Oh my God. It's it. I, okay. So, uh, talking about people who don't drink, like, uh, I, my brother-in-law, he's the type of guy that he'll just, you know, go to the store, grab the first 30 pack he sees and, you know, he'll fill his fridge for a couple weekends. And so I had him come over and, and I was like, dude, you got to try this love gun. And he's like, oh, you know, beer is beer to me. And I'm like, no, 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 try the love gun. And he didn't. He's like, he, he looked at me and he goes, this is beer? This has alcohol in it? And I'm like, yeah, it's it tastes like a, almost like a cream soda, but right. not really because I don't really like cream right. soda that much. It's it's right. just it's so flavorful. It's so good. So if you haven't had heavy, heavy riff brewing uh, love gun, it's it's one of my favorites now. Yeah, no the the aftertaste of that is pure uh, vanilla cream soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the 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 first time I had it, um, some Julie actually ordered it for me, and she's she doesn't 
she she likes to say she's allergic to beer. She doesn't drink <laughs> beer at all. Um, but she was with some friends at a, uh, a you know work colleagues at a function, um, and they they were drinking it and they were trying to figure out what does this taste like. And, it, you know, going around the table, you know, sharing it and it, it took forever for, for them to figure out what it tasted like. And so she's like, I want to see if you can figure it out. And it took me a few minutes, but, it, you know, like, oh, that's that's absolutely, you know, it's vanilla cream soda. Yep. And it's, yeah. it's great. So good. So good. Uh, so uh, let's move on to today in blues history, courtesy of the at STL blues history account on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you should. Uh, and if you uh, want a little nugget, um, the episode uh, 300th episode, when uh, when we all got pretty drunk, I did actually mention, I don't know if you remember, Bill, I did mention STL blues history's first name, which I think is yep. the first time that's ever happened. So uh, yeah. instantly yeah. tried to stop myself, but was already too far gone at that point. <laughs> and I th- thank the uh, the four roses that night. Yes, yes, the four roses definitely put me in a different place. Uh, but it's okay. He said at this point it's it's fine. Um, as long as I'm not giving out his address, which he is my neighbor, so I could literally give out <laughs> his address if I wanted to. Uh, so July 1st, 2011. And and I was thinking about this bill, uh, not to get too off track before we get into this. I don't know if we've ever had a show on July 1st. Um, So looking at today in Blues history, obviously this is usually free agent day. So there's actually some pretty interesting stuff here. Uh, Usually in off-season shows, it's kind of scarce in this segment. But uh, first one that I'll mention, July 1st, 2011, St. Louis Blues signed free agent goalie Brian Elliott to a two-year, two-way contract, expected him to start in Peoria, Lo and behold, arguably, but I know Kurt would say not arguably, the greatest goalie in Blues history. And uh, originally signed to a two-way contract. Yeah, statistically, uh, you know, he put up some amazing numbers. And that, you know, that was that was the crazy thing. You know, he, he you know, got uh, broken to the league in Ottawa uh, then what was went to Colorado and we signed him, um, you know, took a flyer on him with that two way contract. Halak was supposed to be our guy, you know, Bish was in the system. Um, and Moose came on and man, we both have Moose jerseys. Yeah, I mean, we do. That, that's, that's quite the testament, you know, uh, for, for us, I'm, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, what what a career he had. Um, hated to see the way that it ended. Um, you know, just with Army refusing to say yes, you're the number one, um, and and dealing him to Calgary. But uh, man, what a great stretch he had here. Absolutely, absolutely, just felt so bad for him when we couldn't get past San Jose in '16. Uh, I thought uh, I thought that was near, and I thought he was going to be the too. guy to do it. I did too. Um, yeah, I uh, no, I and we talked about him on the show, and I, you mentioned getting his jersey. I still remember that it was the day before one of my friends' weddings, and my friend was getting married during the first round of the the draft, the year he was traded, 2016. And um, I remember I was sitting there at night, uh, late at night, and I was like, I want to, I need to get another Blues jersey. It's been about a year. I literally put the Brian Elliott jersey in my cart 
and I was like, I'm going to buy a Brian Elliott jersey. And then I stopped myself and I go, you know what? Let's wait. Let's wait until after the draft because there's a chance maybe he gets moved. Then he gets moved, and I think I've told the story before that I was at the wedding. My friend, actually, Crappy Goalie, came up to me, and I was standing at the bar, and he's like, you're going to want to order a couple drinks. And I go, why? And he goes, Brian Elliott just got traded. And I'm like, no! And I went home that night, and I said, fuck it. I still love Brian Elliott. I'm still going to get his jersey. So I went ahead and bought it anyway. But yeah, it yeah. was, uh, and it's funny because in hindsight, you know, obviously I had some drinks at that wedding. I'm like, I probably should have waited a week. I probably could have gotten one discounted somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, gone down to Enterprise and gotten it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually, I got mine delivered. Like I ordered it at the beginning of the playoffs and because it was less than reputable where I bought it from, it showed up literally the day before the game we got knocked out. Oh, so, man. I, I, I had it one game while he was here. You had it one. I had yeah. it zero. <laughs> yeah. So, That's good. We're a little late to the bandwagon, I guess. A little bit. A little bit. Uh, so July 1st, 2000. Oh, I should have put this one first. 2007, Paul Correa signed as a free agent by the St. Louis Blues. I think we all remember that. That was, uh, Kurt said it on this show before. It's probably the biggest signing the Blues have ever made at the time, especially, but, uh, really at the end of Correa's career. Um, but still not, you know, not a bad sign. I think at the time it made us all excited after that terrible, uh, stretch the Blues had there in, uh, 2006. Yeah, he was he was kind of that first green shoot signing that the yep. Blues had. It was like, hey, they're trying to do something now, and uh, yeah, it uh, is so much excitement. Uh, that was the season that we opened against the Wings in Stockholm. Yep, and uh, yeah, and Kurt and I have talked about that going to watch that, and uh, he had an instant impact. Um, I think what two or three goals in those two games, and. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was such a breath of fresh air for yeah. the Blues to actually bring in talent after you know having shed all the talent two years prior. Yep. Uh, July 1st, 2008, so the next year, uh, Vancouver Canucks signed David Backus to an offer sheet, and the Blues immediately matched. Blues retaliated with an offer sheet for Steve <laughs> Bernier, and uh, Vancouver inst- would match that one as well, which is funny looking back now because... Obviously, David Vegas had a pretty decent career. Uh, Steve Bernier did not. Yeah, he uh, he had uh, you know one decent season in uh, Vancouver, and I think he had a, a cup of coffee with Florida. Um, yeah, but bounced around the minors mostly. So, um, but yeah, that that was uh, that re- retaliatory signing was like. You know that that seemed to be kind of the end of the offer sheet era. Yeah, right. And I mean, you you, just, you haven't seen a lot. I mean, Montreal tried with uh, what Sebastian Ajo two right. years ago, and uh, Shea Weber it's... with Philadelphia. But I don't know if that was right. before two thousand eight or not. Yeah, I uh, that was. I remember I that was, was a big one because they tried to front load yeah. the contract to where Nashville wouldn't be able to match, and uh, yeah. whew. Nashville had to pay a lot of money up front on that deal. Yeah. Uh, July 1st, 2010, 
Doug Armstrong takes over as the GM from uh, Larry Plo. Alexander Steen also signs a four-year contract. Vladimir Sabotka signs a one-year contract. And Dave Taylor named uh, Director of Player Personnel. So uh, a lot of pieces there. I know we joke about Vladimir Sabotka, but a lot of pieces there for the Stanley Cup team. Doug Armstrong taking over. Alexander Steen signing his first, I think that was his first extension with the Blues. Uh, and then Sabotka obviously being a big part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. Spoiler alert, he will come up later. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. A very busy this day in Blues history. Yes, yes. Uh, July 1st, 2014, St. Louis, St. Louis Blues signed free agent Paul Stastny to a four-year contract. If you're interested in uh, seeing something pretty cool, a fun little video, uh, uh, STL Blues history included the video the Blues put together when they announced the signing. So if you want to check out his post on that, uh, pretty fun stuff. Uh, July 1st, 2016, the Blues signed for the second, this was his second stint, David Perron. And they also signed Carter Hutton as free agents. Uh, David Backus and Troy Brower both left the Blues as free agents. Uh, and the aforementioned Brian Elliott had already been traded a couple days before that. So clearly the Blues are going a different direction than a couple of the guys that got him uh, to the Western Final that season. But uh, I remember being very pissed off on that first, uh, on July 1st, 2016, because one, I was like, David Perron didn't work the first time. Why are you bringing him back? Uh, and two, uh, Carter Hutton, I was not a fan of that signing. I thought this guy is an AHL goalie at best. You need somebody who's going to actually battle Jake Allen for that number one spot. Little did I know that Carter Hutton would turn out to be a pretty damn good signing for the Blues. And I will, I will yeah. eat crow on that. I will gladly eat crow because he had a great career here in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely earned the contract that he got from Buffalo after he left here. Yeah, um, and and I mean, you can make the argument that that he didn't so much overtake Jake Allen as Jake Allen played himself out of a job. Yeah. but the numbers that Hutton put up just, I mean, so impressive to you know for, for that guy that we didn't have a lot of faith in. Um, he he really was kind of the the redeeming factor, um, you know, to. Uh, for that uh, that unfortunate, you know, January to March period where Jake Allen forgot how to hockey. Yes, and, uh, they, used to, they used to be our my favorite joke on this show. Yep. Well, you'll be able to make that again when he's playing for Seattle. Spoiler <laughs> alert: True. Uh, July first, twenty sixteen, same day. David Backus. Uh, again, he had just left the Blues. He was on Fox Sports Midwest. I think he was at the Cardinal game uh, after he signed with Boston. Uh, mentions that if the if the uh, uh, if if not the Bruins winning the Cup, he hopes the new Blues captain gets to have a parade down Market Street. He says it's a great town waiting for fifty years, and he says as long as it's not against Boston. And if you're interested in seeing that interview, STL Blues History did post that with this post. Uh, so go check that out. But uh, I actually do not remember this. So when I saw that he said, yes, yeah, St. Louis is a great town uh, waiting for 50 years for a cup. As long as it's not against Boston, I don't. I hope they win a cup. Yeah. Take that one, David Backus. <laughs> uh, July 1st, 2018. And these are, uh, th these are big ones here, folks. So St. Louis Blues signed free agents, and this was the third stint for David Perron. 
Uh, and they also signed Tyler Bozak. And again, I've told this story on the show. That morning, that after, well, I guess late or late morning, early afternoon, I had a hockey game. It was a Sunday. And I remember we, uh, we were talking in the locker room. What the fuck are the Blues doing? They're bringing back Perron again. They signed Tyler Bozak for four million. This is their big offseason. They're not going to make the playoffs next year. They're going to be awful. Well, then that evening, July 1st, 2018, Ryan O'Reilly comes to the St. Louis Blues. They send Vladimir Sabotka, Patrick Berglund, Tage Thompson, a 2019 first-round pick, and a 2021 second-round pick. And by the way, that 2019 first-round pick turned out to be the last pick of the draft because the Blues won the Cup that year. Uh, and they picked defenseman Ryan Johnson. No, not him. Another Ryan Johnson. <laughs> So that's uh, um, that's your today in blues history, but uh, that is definitely we've talked about it on the show. That's got to be a legacy trade for Doug Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly goes on to win. I mean, I, I still go back to that picture of him with the cup, the um, the 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 Campbell, right? Is that the Western Conference one? Yeah, the Campbell. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Selkie and the Con Smythe. And that was yeah. a year after he was basically mentioned as a cancer in the locker room for Buffalo. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. So many, so many tweets today, uh, memorializing the trade. And, uh, was the, the, uh, um, Cam and Strick podcast had one of my favorites with, uh, a tale, uh, a story and two pictures and the one was, you know, O'Reilly slinking off the ice after a Buffalo loss. And the other was him raising the cup above his head. Oh, and that says it right there. Beautiful you know? stuff. And and I think I think we we probably should be obliged to include in that trade. Um, you know, not only you know did we send them Berglund and Saboka and Thompson and the picks, but also eternal angst. yeah that's that's the you know the unspoken part but man that's so we you know it's debatable you know which which were the you know i think the o'reilly trade trumps because he did win the con smythe um, but you know the the two big trades that put the blues over the top for the cup were O'Reilly and then Shen for Laterra. I mean, those, those are two steals. Those are the trades, right? Those are the trades that really made this team the uh, you know the competitive team that it was to to put us over the top to to get us to the cup and then to win it. So after those trades, I said, and I still stand by this that I think you could look at building this team around your center depth rather than Schwartz and Tarasenko. Um, I said mm-hmm. it then, and I still believe that. Um, clearly now, because there's some talk we're going to have here uh, coming up after our commercial break about Vladimir Tarasenko. And then, of course, we're, we've already talked in exhaustion about how Jaden Schwartz's time as a blue might be over. So um, that might be happening. And I think that that's the right call. Those two have been... Uh, very important to the Blues' depth and uh, very important key cogs in the Blues being a Stanley Cup winner and still a Stanley Cup contender. 
Um, we will be back to talk about a recent NHL announcement that Blues fans will definitely care about, as well as speculation uh, involving the Blues' roster heading into next season in just a moment. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters transmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockin'thatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockin'thatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockin'thatidlife.com and tell Dustin that let's go blues radio sent you you know bill i'd I'd be remiss to tell you um i i should have mentioned this top of the show happy bobby bonilla day is this the day that bobby bonilla got injured and no or Mm -mm. no this is this is the day that he gets uh one million dollars july 1st until the year 2035 because of a deal mm. he signed with the Mets, I believe in the 90s, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, a um, little over a million dollars every year on July 1st until 2035. So happy Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> is there a Rick DiPietro Day? Today. Today is the day. I think it's still 20. Yeah. I think for him it's 2029. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw. I don't think we have it in the outline, but the uh, the roster that ESPN put out for its hockey coverage. Oh, I uh, did not put that in there. Yeah, I I didn't think about it until just now, but Ricky's in there. Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be there. Delios, have you heard him? I, uh, I have yeah. not. I think he's great. I've heard him uh, do commentary, kind of like friend of the show Mike McKenna's done, and he's he's informative. He's funny. He's witty. Um, and obviously he knows the game. So I'm actually, I was really excited when I saw that they're bringing in Rick DiPietro. I think that's a great pickup for them. Yeah. I actually like it more than a lot of the other guys they brought in. Not saying that Gretzky, Messier, Chelios, those guys won't be great, but I just feel like they don't have a lot of experience. And so they're getting a lot of the hype, which, you know, Mm -hmm. deservedly so they had great NHL careers, but I've never really heard them really talk about the game a ton. Rick DiPietro, I have. So I'm actually really excited to see what he brings to ESPN. Yeah. And, uh, you know, DiPietro, the other one that I'm excited about, you know, more so than, you know, like you said, Gretzky, Messier, and Chelios, uh, Cassie Campbell Pascal. She's great. She's awesome. She's great. I love, yeah. love her on Hockey Night in Canada. I couldn't so, believe they awesome. snagged her. I know. I know. It's it's big coup. Uh, Ray Ferraro, that, that's yeah. a, another big one. And uh, Kevin Weeks. I'm a big fan of Kevin Weeks on uh, yeah. NHL Tonight. So uh, I, I, impressive little roster they've they've built there uh, at the worldwide leader. Yeah, I was, I was a little 
skeptical when I heard Gretzky and Messier. Those were the first two big ones they mentioned. And I'm like, again, I maybe they will bring something that, that I, I will be blown away by. But I just feel like, okay, they're names, and I get you want names, like, you know, and I'm sure when Charles Barkley was brought in for the NBA, I'm sure people were like, eh, I don't know, he's a name, but but he's actually turned out to be a very fun commentator, does a very good job. Maybe Gretzky and Messier will be the same, same with Chelios. But again, I just I'm I'm a little nervous about it. I feel like it's just the name recognition. But then, like you said, um, some of the other names we've seen brought in since then, Ray Ferraro, friend of the show, by the way, Ray Ferraro. Um, all these names that we've seen since have been great commentators and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to the the coverage they bring. Yeah. Yeah. Super, uh, super cool. I think for all of us that uh, grew up with the original NHL tonight um, to uh, have chicken parm going to be able to, you know, have some studio time with John Bouchergrass that, that is, that's going to be awesome. Phil, I don't know if you saw one of the uh, recent posts that I've had on YouTube. And for those that don't know, I post a lot of old NHL games on YouTube. Bill supplied me with a collection of his old uh, VHS tapes. And um, one of those, it was the NHL tonight after the Blues uh, beat the Coyotes in uh, the 1999 uh, Western quarterfinal when they came back from three to one. And that was one of the first times Ferraro was on. So that was because he was still playing at the time. So it was really cool, like, seeing Ferraro as, like, a young, like, up-and-coming broadcaster. And I'm like, man, I I remember seeing him then and thinking, oh, man, he's going to be good when he retires. And I I still, to this day, think he's one of the best. Yeah, yeah. And uh, voice of the uh, NHL franchise right now, right? So Yeah, he is still in there. Color commentator. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Him and um, I'm forgetting the other guy's name, but uh, yeah, there's uh, they brought in somebody else. Uh, they they replaced um, Mike Emmerich, but uh, no, yeah. it's uh, yeah, he's he's great in that game too. I and and we if you haven't listened, folks, uh, I had him on last summer uh, sometime, and he um, yeah, he had a a lot of great commentary about how he records the voiceovers for games. It's literally like. Okay, uh, they'll tell him like pucks dumped into the corner, uh, home teams leading by one, you know, and it's like, go, and it's just okay, and like a lot of it's scripted, but a lot of it's like off the cuff, come up with something, and it's uh, it's crazy how those guys have to work with that, but they make it work. It sounds great. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's been one of my favorites. Um, you know, back in back in the day, it was always uh, Jim Houston and Daryl Ray. That that was yeah. the combo that I loved. Uh, I think uh, two thousand three, two thousand four was was when they were uh, the voice. But uh, yep. yeah, um, yeah, I I couldn't take it much when it was uh, Emmerich and uh, Eddie O. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, so so let's get into some Blues talk here, folks. The Blues will face off against the Minnesota Wild in the twenty twenty two Winter Classic at Target Field in Minnesota. Wait a minute, Bill. Hang on, hang on. I think I'm having a I think I'm having deja vu. Haven't we talked about this before? Um, yeah. And then there was this whole pandemic thing. Oh yeah, we lost and a whole year because of that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's groundhog year. It's not groundhog yeah, day. Right. 
Uh, so, yeah. yes, folks, this was rescheduled from 2021. As Bill said, they did not play because of COVID-19. Target Field is the home of the Twins. This announcement was made by Gary Bettman during his annual State of the League address ahead of the Stanley Cup final. Um, and uh, uh, League also announced stadium series game between the Lightning and Predators, who were division rivals this year, uh, on February 22nd at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. I think, I never I didn't look it up, but I believe that's the home of the Titans. Uh, it is. NFL. It is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, but again, we've, we've talked about this already on the show because it, 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 this happened a year ago. But um, we're, we're very excited, though. Or actually, I guess over a year ago that they announced it. But uh, excited to see the Blues as the away team in Minnesota uh, against some, some hockey mad fans. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's hope they do the right thing and, uh, you know, put the um, North Stars jerseys on the wild and uh you know have the blues that the late 80s early 90s um royal blue with uh just just a very slight touch of red not the clown jersey red and i've i've seen people say like i hope the winter classic jersey is one of these two and it's the the one with blues across the chest, which was an right. awful jersey. The Harry but, one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it, but yeah, it's not a good jersey. Or the um um the the originals, and I'm like, what about the early '90s jerseys? That's what I want to see. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about that. I think that would be the best one to use. That's a great jersey. Yeah, and maybe it's, it's just me because that's the jersey I grew up watching. But no, that's a great jersey, the, right? The you know, Kurtz talked about that. That's that's the first jersey he ever owned. That's the first jersey he remembers. You know, when when he started, you know, becoming a, a diehard hockey fan. Um, you know, the that is, you know, that to me that was, you know, that, that's the Brett Hull era. That is that is when hockey, you know. Yeah, recommitted to St. Louis and, and is never going away from this town. Um, you know, cause prior to that, the jerseys were the Harry Warnest jerseys and, you know, they almost left under him. So that's uh, you know, and that's another thing that just grinds my gears and it probably shouldn't. When I see people say the clown Jersey are the Brett Hall era jerseys. No, no. those were not the Brett Hall. That was the the end of the Brett Hall. If you want to call those the Wayne Gretzky era, fine. But no, his his career was spent in that jersey. And if you all of the highlights of Brett Hall of his career, except his milestones, I think his 500th was scored in that jersey. Other than that, um, every other accolade he had came in the other jersey. yeah, Yeah, 86 goals, other jersey. Yep. For sure. So anyway, that's that's the one I want to see. But um, but yeah, excited about Winter Classic. Glad the Blues are. I, I'm excited to see the Winter Classic uh, uh, alumni game roster. This is obviously the first one the Blues had was uh, stacked. Just I mean, every player who's ever played for the organization wanted to play. So it'll be interesting to see who wants to travel to Minnesota to play for the Blues in that. But I think the Blues will still have a pretty good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that the, uh, the Minnesota side of it is, is going to be, you know, a lot of North stars. Give me Terry cool. Taco. Give yes. me Don Bopre. Give me John Casey. 
What about uh, Mike Madano? You think he'd make an appearance? I think that's that he's got to be the centerpiece of it. Yeah. Right. And, and who's, who's going to broadcast it? Is the, is it going to be an ESPN game or is it going to be a Turner game? I believe that's a Turner game, but I could be wrong on that. Yeah. yeah Cause you would think that if ESPN had it, uh, there's no way Madonna's not showing up, especially yeah. if Gretz and Messier are, are going to be there. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I mean, you think he'd have to be a centerpiece uh, to to that kind of event. So, and uh, I, I, you know, January first, Minnesota. I uh, expect that it's going to be super, super cold, probably snowing like crazy. Um, but I, uh, I think this is one I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make the track for. Oh, nice! That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll admit that is something that's in the back of my mind, and um, the wife and I are talking about next trip we're going to take together. I'm, I think I might be pitching this, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll keep you updated. Let's go Blues Radio listeners, because uh, I I definitely want to try that too. So that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, average. Av- by the way, average high in Minnesota in January uh, it, over the whole month is twenty degrees. So uh, that's the high. So we'll see what uh, what it's going to be on January 1st. Uh, reports have surfaced that Vladimir Tarasenko would be willing to waive his no-trade clause. Listeners of the show know that shoulder surgeries have derailed his career a bit. Uh, he has two years left on his eight-year, $60 million contract signed in 2015. Right now he holds a cap hit of $7.5 million. Uh, receives $9.5 million in actual salary this upcoming season. But his final year of his deal, uh, he only makes $5.5 million. Uh, he was limited to just 10 games in 2019-2020 and 24 games in 2020-2021. We've talked about it on this show. Very disappointing coming back, uh, which was somewhat to be expected. Four goals, 10 assists in 24 games played last year. A no-show in the playoffs until game four when he tallied two big ones, but kind of too little too late at that point. Uh, This came from everything I saw. It was coming from STL ESPN. So I'm guessing that means one-on-one-one. But uh, I never actually saw them say anything. It was other people tweeting about it. Uh, So... Anyway, uh, but yeah, this was uh, this was broadcast all over. Uh, Bill, what's your what's your thoughts on this? Um, you know, I'm not surprised by the speculation. Um, you know, haven't you know, like you said, I haven't seen any official sources talking about it. Haven't heard any comments. Um, you know, from Doug Armstrong. Um, not that I, I get to spend a lot of time. Uh, you know perusing Twitter and, um, you know, the, the normal places where you can, you know, catch wind of that kind of stuff, um, a lot lately. Um, just like you said, given, you know, his, his career has gotten off track because of the shoulder surgeries. Um, I just, I, I don't think it's the right time, um, to, to try to explore trade, you know, you definitely be selling low, um, Somebody might uh, somebody might take a flyer on him, but the return's probably not going to be great. Um, I think, you know, in, unless you're going to just, you know, uh, 
try to try to move him with the expansion draft or something. Uh, I think probably, you know, let him see how this year goes. And then next year that, uh, that 5 million hit is uh, going to be very attractive to a lot of teams. Um, I think yeah, next and that's, year that's, probably makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of my point too, is I look at that. He's making 9.5 this upcoming year. Who's going to pay over his cap hit, which is, you know, relatively high. I mean, I, it's, it's market value for him, I think at this point, but uh, 7.5 um, cap hit, 9.5 in actual paid salary. Uh, you're going to have to sell low in order to do that. And I said earlier, uh, one of these shows recently, that I'm okay with them moving Tarasenko if it's the right deal. Uh, I don't think you're going to get the right deal right now. I think you're right. Um, maybe next year, if he sparks and comes back and has a even a 20, 30-goal season, maybe you're still looking to trade him then. Um, and, and I get the idea that like, okay, you know, he just came back this season. Maybe he still got something, you know, he had a decent showing in the world, uh, hockey championships. So maybe somebody takes a flyer on him, but you know, if it's like a team is offering a third round pick, a second round pick for him, I'm saying no, I'd rather see what we got. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if it's something that, you know, a package, you know, we'll talk in a second about teams. Apparently he's interested in going to, but you know, if it's like Tarasenko and this and this for Matthew Kachuk, you consider that at the very least, but if it's more or less a salary dump and you're just getting nothing for him, see what he's got, give him another year. Maybe he turns it around. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, the speculation could just be, you know, stuff out there to, to make him uncomfortable, you know? Uh, yeah. You never know. You never know what's, you know, what, what's behind it, you know, uh, when speculation arises and, you know, there, there, again, no official sources really talking about it. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, like, like I said, it's just money wise, uh, you might find somebody to take them, but uh, yeah, it, it, Again, we talked about it before. Armstrong has you know, not not saying that uh, you know Tarasenko is in any way like Yori Lutera or Patrick Berglund or Vladimir Sapoka in, in terms of players that you want to jettison and hope to steal somebody else from. But you know, if there's a GM in the league who can make a steal in a trade, Doug Armstrong's got a good track record. So yeah. to your point, if it's the right deal, uh, then do it. But uh, I, I I see him sticking around another year before anything happens. So uh, also in, in uh, discussion with this, and this was tweeted by NHL News Updates uh, originally, which I don't think is really anything. I think they just kind of pull information that they get. Um, and they did quote STL ESPN in this one as well. Um, it says, Tarasenko has a no trade clause, but he's willing to waive it for these four teams. Carolina Hurricanes, New York Islanders, Vegas Golden Knights, and Boston Bruins. Um, I somewhat question the validity here. I don't know. There's no real source given here. But uh, those four teams are interesting. Um, Carolina, you know, you got to – yeah, any four of these teams, you can get anything great. I look at a team like Vegas and I say, okay, how – they're like the new Toronto to me. 
they're involved in every player who's on the trade block. It's oh, Vegas. Vegas is going to get them. Vegas is going to, which they to this point kind of have actually gotten those players. But I'm like, at some point, they just don't have the cap room to do it. And and I would understand Tarasenko maybe wanting to go play with Petro again, but right. I don't I don't see Vegas really truly being on the table because they would have to move one of their other high priced guys who are kind of a commodity. You know what you're getting out of those guys. Tarasenko at this point in his career, I think you're still like, eh, maybe he can turn into what he used to be. Maybe. So I just don't see a team like Vegas mm. with Stanley Cup aspirations taking a flyer on a guy with a $7.5 million cap hit. Yeah, I, I mean, Vegas, I, I think this offseason, Vegas, you know, they they've got to take a hard look and see that you know that that it maybe it's not the moves that put you over the top. Um, maybe you need to let some chemistry to develop, but uh, um, that that's the Bruins is kind of the bigger head scratcher to me um, yeah. because their defense is you know that's where they they really need to focus um and i don't know why you know a, a player that that wants to be offense first uh would look to go to a team that's you know really relies on a lot of its uh, offensive players to have to be uh defensive minded um you know obviously they've got a couple of great guys in that respect to in uh Bergeron and uh um Krejci. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 that, that just, it's interesting speculation to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk too much about this cause we don't know. And, and I think I look at New York Islanders and I say, that's an interesting one because they're a very defensive minded team and they're, you know, run by Barry Trotz and, and maybe, Ter- you know, Tarasenko's friends with Ovechkin. So maybe Ovechkin had only nice things to say about Trotz. But I look at the New York Islanders and I say, and maybe Tarasenko saying, okay, I'm not the scoring winger I used to be. I need to learn a good defensive system to stay in the NHL. Maybe that's where that comes from. But I just don't see a team like the Islanders of all 31 NHL teams being a team he'd be interested in at this point. Uh, Clearly, Lou Lamarillo and uh, Barry Trotz aren't going anywhere. So, you know, he would have to completely change the, the type of game he plays to work in that system. And I just don't, I don't know. I, I just question the validity here. I, I, I mentioned in the, in the comments here in our, um, in our shared document here, Bill, that, you know, I look at like a team like I could see the Rangers who play a very offensive style game. They got a new coach, Gerard Gallant. He's friends with our Timmy Panarin. Washington, which Ovechkin's still unsigned, but you know, for I think we all think that there's a good chance he goes back to the Capitals. Uh, that could be a team I could see him being interested in. But I, I don't know. I just look at that list. You mentioned the Bruins, the Islanders, the Knights, Hurricanes. Okay, it's just a very odd list for me to think that Tarasenko would pick those four teams. Yeah. Yep. I. I. I agree completely. The only thing with uh, with the Islanders that may make sense, 
Um, you know, they out of all these teams, I think they've got uh, you know the, the most Russian presence. Uh, both of their goalies, Sorokin and Barlamov, are Russian. Um, got uh, um, Komarov. Um, I don't know that. It, I, I guess at the end of the day, all of those are are kind of head scratchers, trying to trying to come up with a basis, like a logical basis of why why would he go there? But interesting. Uh, so we've got. Uh, I, I told you, Bill, that I'm not going to watch the YouTube chat, but I actually have been. So uh, let's go ahead and get some of yeah. these comments. Uh, AC Generator uh, earlier in the show mentioned Ryan O'Reilly got an offer sheet from the Flames in 2013. That was a funny one, Bill. I don't know if you remember that. So he signed with Colorado after December. I think it's December 1st, and he was playing overseas. So. Um, who was the GM at the time? Um, Jay Feaster, Jay Feaster with Calgary. I remember they offered, they gave him an offer sheet. Colorado matched it, but it came out afterward that if Calgary had signed him, he would have, um, he would have had to have gone through waivers. Play, right? What? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He would have had to go through waivers. He would have had to gone through waivers. So, so they would have lost their draft picks. Like, I think it was like their, their first, second and third pick of the next year. They would have lost all of those and they likely would not have gotten O'Reilly because it would have gone through all the other 29 teams. So I, I just, I remember that and just thinking, Oh my God, that would have been a disaster. But that, that's one of those where it's like instant firing. (laughs) See you, Jay Feaster. You're out. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Jason Miller, do Buffalo fans still think they won the Ryan O'Reilly trade? I would hope not. Uh, let's see. The early nineties jerseys were some of the best ever. Jason Miller, crappy goalie. I agree. Um, let's see. It sucks, but I would assume ESPN usually broadcasts college bowl games all day on new year's day. He's right actually. So I think that is why, uh, uh, TNT is picking it up. Yeah, and uh, that's my comment back to him. I, I, I have to say it on the air. Yeah, the NHL couldn't even get on the Ocho. Yeah. Not Could against be. the bowl game. That's right. Could be. Uh, ESPN 8. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, winning Unlimited Tampa can fit Tarasenko under the cap. Why not? Right? They <clears> seem to be able to do it with everyone else. Just, uh, just don't have them play in the regular season and have them show up for game one of the playoffs. Right. <laughs> uh, Derek, uh, Derek agrees with me there. He says, uh, laugh out loud, just said headman for the regular season. Uh, Tampa can always fit more under the cap. <laughs> Very true. <clears throat> uh, so uh, talking about, we're going to mention Tarasenko here probably in a little bit, but uh, to, a little bit more, but um, going to talk about Matthew Kachuk, somebody who's been in the, uh, the trade talks now for a couple weeks. We mentioned him on the show a couple times. Uh, Shane O'Brien of Sportsnet suggests that Kachuk may want out of Calgary. And and Bill, let me ask you. I put these in the notes, but I want to ask you. A lot of people I've been seeing are, oh, Kachuk wants to come home. He wants to come to St. Louis. He wants to be back where his family is. He wants to, you know, he grew up a Blues fan. He wants to come back to St. Louis. I've never actually seen anything that suggests that. The only thing that I saw was O'Brien, Shane O'Brien, who originally reported this, saying that if the Blues are open to a trade for Kachuk, uh, Tarasenko would probably have to be included to make the salary work. But he never 
from what I saw, never actually said Kachuk wants to go to St. Louis. So have you seen that anywhere? Am I just missing something? No, I, I, I think it's probably just fans wishful thinking hometown boy. Of course he wants to come here and win. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there was He's a hometown hero, baby. Uh, please. <laughs> um, you know, maybe there was something during the all-star, you know, when, uh, he and, uh, Brady, uh, were in that, uh, weird shoot from the stands onto the ice <laughs> thing. Um, you know, that, uh, maybe there was some speculation in an interview there, but, uh, you know, it, you know, would I love to see him come here? Absolutely. You know, I, I think it's just it's one of those things that is just, you know, easy for fans to buy into. Um, whether or not there's any reality behind it, I kind of doubt it. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I, I hope there is. I, and I hope that O'Brien's kind of, you know, getting us ready for a possible Kachuk move here. But I think it's a lot of wishful thinking because he doesn't have a no trade clause. He doesn't have a no movement clause. You know, he's... um. He's still a young kid. He could go anywhere at this point. Um, yeah, no, he clearly he could say, I won't resign in team A that you send me to, but Calgary can still say, we don't fucking care. Uh, this team wants to win a cup. They think you have a good chance. We're going to move you to Washington or wherever. So, uh, I, yes, Kachuk may want to come home, but I don't see that really being a factor in uh, Cal- Calgary is going to get the best trade they can if they're going to move him. Uh, 23 years old, by the way, 16 goals, 27 assists last season. Thorn in the side of Drew Doughty. I think we all love that. Uh, <laughs> this He's in the final year of his three-year $21 million contract that he signed in 2019. $7 million cap hit, $9 million in actual salary. It's going to be paid this season. So, um yeah, I again I would I'm with you. I would love to see Matthew Kachuk on this team. I think we we've talked about and, and Chris Kerber, I mentioned on the show that Kerber has said before, front of the show, has said that um he's uh he thinks the Blues need to upgrade on their first line left wing. Well, this is pretty much one of the biggest upgrades you can get. So if that were to happen, hell yes. You throw him out there with uh O'Reilly and Perron on your top line, that's pretty filthy um probably some offensive zone penalties there if that happens (laughs) yeah i i don't think you put them on your top line or maybe o'reilly and perron become your second line and your first line is going to be robert thomas right if yeah if 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 kachuk's playing i mean they were teammates in in london so it would make sense that they uh you know they would be on the line together um that that would be amazing. I mean, uh, you know, and uh, who knows? Uh, you know, maybe Zach Sanford has a, a home as the right winger because he wouldn't have to do a whole lot. Kachuk cleans up go. in the corner, and and uh, Thomas can uh, find anybody. It's what you do with the fat guy on your men's league team, right? You just say, just go to the net, just go to the net. Yeah. One of our other guys will get it to you. You know, so that's what you tell Sanford. Just go to the net. Eventually, the puck's going to get there. Just just whack away at it when you see it. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I would love it. And and I, I don't know if I ever told this story on the show. 
I learned at a very early age. Well, I say very early age. I think I, I think it was 2000, so I would have been 15. Could be wrong on the year. I've never, since this year that, that I've just mentioned, I've never gone out and gotten a player's jersey right away. I did that with Tino Martinez because the Yankees were my girlfriend team in, uh, in baseball. And I loved Tino Martinez. And then the Cardinals signed him. And I was like, oh, my God, Tino Martinez is a Cardinal. I'm going to go get his jersey right fucking now. So I, like, asked my dad. I'm like, you take me up to the store? I want to get a Tino Martinez jersey. He's like, yeah, sure, let's go. For those who don't watch baseball or don't follow the Cardinals, he did not work out here. It was not a good relationship. He was gone pretty quickly, went back to the Yankees. He clearly didn't want to be here. He didn't want to leave New York. Um, just a bad situation. So yes, I still have a Tino Martinez Jersey. I'm probably the one St. Louis who still owns it. <laughs> so I have, I vowed then I will never do that again, but I will say if Matthew Kachuk ends up as a St. Louis blue, I might pull the trigger again, might give it a shot. <laughs> so I, uh, I think that would be a, a low risk bet. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd have a better chance with that one than with uh, Tito Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, another trade rumor going around that just came out today, actually. So, by the way, you mentioned uh, Matthew Kachuk playing with Robert Thomas. Well, maybe he'll play with Jack Eichel in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jack Eichel. Wait. He's not on the list for St. Louis. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but... Sam Reinhart, who is a teammate of Jack Eichel's, uh, he's been linked to the Blues today via the fourth period, which fourth period is a fine publication. I've I will never say anything negative about them. I've actually read a lot of stuff from them over the years, but I don't know how close they are to really having contacts in the NHL. So I know they have media members throughout the league, but um, I'm not going to pass this off as if it's, Elliot Friedman or Darren Dreger, uh, but, you know, still a reputable source. Uh, so Sam Reinhart, they listed today in their uh, their their trade watch for 2021 offseason. Um, I'll go ahead and read the quote they have here. There has been plenty of interest in Reinhart, who voiced his discontent with going through another rebuild in Buffalo. The return would be hefty for a player that scored 25 goals in a shortened season. And uh, I can't. I can't read that word. Be and, on uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Be on the Buffalo Sabres. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, and they, they list teams he's linked to, and they list Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Columbus, Anaheim, and St. Louis. So if you're looking for uh, any information on this kid, if you don't know a lot, 25 years old, restricted free agent. His best season came in 2018, 2019, 22 goals, 43 assists, 65 points in 82 games played. And for anybody who might, you know, kind of be interested in what that means, that was the year Ryan O'Reilly came to the Blues and he got bumped up to the second line. So he responded well, put up some great points there. I think he played a lot with Tage Thompson, actually, uh, unfortunately for him. And uh, <laughs> last season, as I mentioned, 25 goals, 15 assists, 40 points in 54 games. Again, he's an RFA right now, but his last contract, he is due for a huge uh, up payment. He's, uh, his last contract was a three-year, 
$10.725 million deal. That's uh, about, it's a little under 900 K for the cap hit, but he is due a large raise. So I, I, I wouldn't even consider that right now. Um, yeah. Interesting. Sam Reinhardt, could the blues possibly pull off another blockbuster trade to get a decent, uh, center or left wing? That, uh, I, you got to be talking about salary going the other way um, or salary going elsewhere and other things. Um, you'd have to consider, you know, which, you know, I think uh, we kind of consider at this point foregone conclusion. Um, Schwartzy Tarasenko not back. Um, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, we talked about it earlier in the show. The key to the 2019 Blues was the center depth. And um, last year, uh, the center depth, uh, you know, having Shen, you know, having uh, O'Reilly was great. But then when Sunquist got injured, uh, it, it kind of eroded. Bozak didn't have the greatest year. Uh, it's intriguing. Um and, uh, you know, adding a guy who could, you know, who potted 25 goals in a shortened season. I mean, it's no 40 goals. Um, but <laughs> he's no Mike Hoffman. <laughs> he's no Mike Hoffman. Um, but, uh, I, I, it, it is an intriguing thing. And, you know, in terms of the, um, uh, you know, the credibility of the, uh, the fourth period. Uh, so on this list, they have a top 30 list, and uh, number 11 is Victor Arpitson traded today. And they go. got – he was traded from uh, Nashville to Los Angeles. Los Angeles was one of the teams that was listed. Could there, well, there have you been go. some, you know, post-trade editing that, uh, you know, happened Maybe. here? Possibly. I don't know. I didn't look at it before, but, hey, they got that one right. At speaking least on of which, paper. speaking of that trade, did you see Philip Forsberg on Instagram? What he said? Uh uh-uh. uh. He just, after the trade know. was announced, he posted an emoji of a thumbs down. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's all it was. It was a giant picture of a thumbs down emoji. <laughs> mm. um, he, but, oh, go ahead. Forsberg, Forsberg to me is a guy that has seemed discontented with, uh, Nashville's poor showings the last couple of years. Wouldn't be surprised if that's a guy that's not pushing for a trade soon. Yeah, could be possible. Now, I just want to say, let's just say everything we've talked about tonight happens. Tarasenko's gone. Kachuk comes in. Reinhardt comes in. You know, I think at that point you're talking, you're talking to Braden Shen and you're telling him, we need you on wing. We're going to throw you on right wing, second line, first line. You have Sam Reinhardt as your center. So you got O'Reilly and Reinhardt as your two top centers. You've got Shen on the wing, on a right wing. You've got Kachuk uh, playing left wing. You mentioned Robert Thomas, if if he's not moved. Uh, another potential left wing slash center. I mean, we talked about it at the end of the season, at least uh, Kurt and I did, that this team's going to retool. Uh, there's going to have to be some big moves. The offseason is going to be very interesting. Again, let's just say all the things we've talked about on this show happens. I think this team's better, depending on what they give up. But if, if they go out and, 
and and Armstrong pulls the trigger on a lot of moves like these that we've talked about. Holy shit. This team is this this team's Stanley Cup window is still completely wide open. Yeah. Um yeah. Go ahead. No, I I, I was just going to add too uh that um you know, I I already like this team healthy. Um I think, you know, I think Bozak, uh, if he's resigned, which I don't think he will be, uh, you know, he has a healthy year. If Schwartz is brought back and he's healthy, I still think this team can compete. But retooling and getting some of these guys that that have been in the trade talks, uh, look out uh, if if the Blues do pull off these moves. Holy cow! Yeah, it's most exciting. Time of summer is uh, when free agency opens up and, you know, the transactions are occurring. It's crazy that, you know, we're going to be watching Stanley Cup finals uh, still after yeah. the 4th of July. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, last year was, you know, much later because of the bubble. But, uh, yeah, um, still crazy. You know, we're we're talking July third. We're going to Center Ice to watch the Canadiens and the Lightning in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, uh, yeah. And again, for those of you who are um, who maybe have tuned in late or whatever, we are going to be going. Well, I will at least be going to Center Ice tomorrow with a couple people. I know Crappy Goalie is going to be there, um, and uh, hopefully Bill will be joining us if uh, he doesn't have a dog problems. Looks like he's passed out behind you there. By the way. <laughs> good he needs his rest good yes he does he, mouth wide open it's yep. a great look uh yeah so uh so we are going to uh continue talking about some stanley cup final discussion uh right after this message from our friends at center ice brewery Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit centericebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. God, I missed I guess her. we should have. Yeah, I know. I was, I was going to say, I guess we should have pointed out um, that he's on assignment tonight. Um, you know, he, he's uh, he's in the front line of the COVID battle tonight. Uh, <laughs> he's really testing to see if uh, the Johnson and Johnson shot works. Um, yep. You know, going down to the epicenter of it all, the Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah, Kurt's at the uh, Ozarks with his family this weekend, so hope he's having fun. I know you're listening. I, You know, I'm going to go ahead and call this right now, Bill. We're going to get a message on Sunday that says, hey, I'm listening to the show uh, on my drive home. You guys did a great job. So, uh, uh, Kurt, if you haven't sent that message yet, go ahead and send it because I know you want to. Um, 
Yeah, uh, so get to uh, a couple uh, live chat comments here. Uh, Race Fan Rocks 4, a uh, friend of the show that we've uh, we've mentioned before. Uh, I think I've probably mentioned this before. I know for a fact he's the biggest Eric Brewer fan out there, which is why his uh, name ends with a 4. Um, he's talking about uh, Matthew Kachuk. He renewed the Battle of Alberta, and that is definitely true. And uh, he also mentioned Zach Cassian. And, uh, yeah, those two have made the Battle of Alberta a lot of fun to watch, for sure. Um, Winning Unlimited, who's our friend Adam Gold, who, um, Adam, again, we haven't talked to you yet, but I'm sure we'd love to have you on this offseason if you're interested. Uh, He says, Kachuk, Thomas, and Hoffman, 40. So he's calling it now. If that's a line, is he saying all 40? Three of those guys get 40 goals or one of them gets 40 or all three combined get 40. I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, Kurt's listening now. Yeah. Message from Kurt says he's listening now. Well, Kurt, what do you think of the show so far? <laughs> yeah. And when did they get the internet down there? <laughs> um, uh, winning unlimited also had Shen O'Reilly Perron question mark. So I'm, I'm thinking he's thinking that might be a line. I don't know. I, that could work. Uh, he says, literally, Kurt says literally just tuned in. <laughs> so wow. Good timing, Kurt. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Derek says, I'd like Alexiak as the one ad probably would have to let Schwartz and Hoffman walk. I could see Shen giving us a thumbs down if we trade Tarasenko. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, that could be. It's funny because I, I think about NHL 21, and uh, whenever you trade a marquee player, uh, you get like a bunch of messages from players that are just like, I'm unhappy with the fact that you just traded Jaden Schwartz. And I'm just like, fuck off. I don't care. I'm the GM. Suck it. What are you going to do about it? Go out and score some goals. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure I'm sure that's exactly what Doug Armstrong says. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. you're unhappy. You're unhappy. Okay. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Remember that next time you take the rink. Be unhappy on the rink. Uh, let's see. AC Generator says Tarasenko to Seattle, and uh, let them poach other teams for us. Uh, Race fan rocks four. Big Eric Brewer fan. Vegas is becoming the new Washington Capitals. They kind of are, but, and that's the thing that drives me crazy. I saw somebody tweet a couple days ago how hard it is to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan. And, and it was probably slightly in jest, but I'm just like, come on. You know, like, that's why I was rooting against Vegas. Not because of Petro. I love Petrangelo. He's, he's one of my favorite all time players, but you can't win yet, Vegas. You got to suffer like the rest of us have had to, you know, maybe not as long as blues fans have had to, but capitals fans went through a long time. Look at Canucks fans, Sabres fans. You have to suffer. So shut the fuck up. You know, all you older golden Knights fans. I'm sorry. I hope you never see a Stanley cup, (laughs) but all you younger ones. I hope you're at least my age before you see a cup win in Vegas. Yeah, I, I will say that was one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, Twitter. I, I won't. I don't think it was a meme, but uh, uh, 
saw a few messages about, oh, Vegas is finally an NHL franchise because uh, they saw a guy they traded bite them in the ass in the playoffs with uh, <laughs> Nick um, and um, a couple of other things like that. But, yeah, it's... It, I know a few people who got on the Vegas bandwagon right away and um you know it 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 just it would feel completely unnatural especially for for us blues fans who waited you know our entire lives you know and not just 3 years uh to to see a cup win um yep you know you can't you know the I think it it goes to show that you can't just go out and spend to get a cup. It's never worked. You know, maybe the, some of those red wings teams and some of those Blackhawks teams did. Uh, but as a, you know, a tried and true thing, uh, recipe for success in the NHL, it doesn't work. You, you have to have team chemistry. You have to have a lot more than just, you know, buying the right pieces, bringing in the right pieces. You have to grow organically. This isn't baseball. This isn't New York Yankees. You can't just expect bats to come through. You got to, uh, you know, got to have some team chemistry. Uh, I think Kurt is, uh, I think Kurt's Captain American. uh, I'm trying to make this a verb. Captain America-ing us right now. Uh, He says, language. He says, my mom is listening. She flinched at the cussing. Uh, and yeah, language for those Sorry, of you who Marla. saw, yeah, who saw Age of Ultron, uh, that was a, a joke in that movie, but, um, but yeah, I, sorry, sorry, you said Marla is her name? Yes. Sorry, Marla. We love you, Marla. Your son never cusses on the show, by the way. It's just the two of us. Yeah. It's, it's totally, uh, it's totally just, uh, uh, Bill and Jeff, but yeah, we, uh, I didn't have to edit the open of the podcasted show. Because Kirk didn't say you can't fucking trade Alex Steen. I, you know, I, he never said that. I, that, never. that was, that's a lie. Yeah, never. Uh, so, uh, getting into some Stanley Cup final discussion. Uh, for those of you who are interested, I know, uh, uh Bill, for, for those that may not know, Bill is a, uh, a pretty big Montreal Canadiens fan, as we talked about in the open. I've been rooting for Montreal. I, again, I would love to see Pat Maroon win three in a row, but uh, Montreal, man, Canada needs a cup. Can, Canada, I'm always going to root for a Canadian team as long as the Blues aren't in it. Um, so so I'm rooting for Montreal all the way, plus Joel Edmondson. Uh, Cole Caulfield has quickly become one of my favorite players to watch. He's so much oh fun. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. He's he's just he's got all the moves, man. He's he's uh just, he's sick. Yeah, spark plug, man. I mean, the guy just how effortlessly he can take one stride and be at top speed, right? There are so few players in the league that can do that. And uh God, he's just he is amazing to watch. Just so much fun. That's that's a guy, you know, and he's got a good low number. That could be a guy, you know, if you want to buy a jersey, the guy that's going to be around that team for a while, that's a good one to go in on early. I'm going to make a prediction here, Bill, and say that's your next jersey. Mm, it's a possibility. That whole line, uh, 
you know, I, I could totally go for maybe not the Toffoli, but uh, Suzuki Suzuki's got to be right up there for my next Jersey. So but he's Suzuki, a hell player too. Yeah. I, you know, in hindsight, I don't think I make that trade with, with what Suzuki's turned into. Uh, Pacioretty's been fine in Vegas, but man, Suzuki looks, he looks damn good. And he's 21. I mean, yeah. Jesus, he's, he looks Patrice Bergeron like good as far as poise with the puck yeah. and, you know, positioning and back checking. I mean, ugh, just stay healthy, man. Let's, yeah. yeah, I, he is, he is going to be the next great leader of that team. I hope you're right. Uh, so, uh, again, Stanley Cup final, uh, two nothing series lead for Tampa at this moment, but it is going back to Montreal, as I said, tomorrow night against, uh, all right, I'm sorry, uh, on, on July 2nd at seven o'clock PM Central Daylight Time on NBC. I think it's on NBC. It's yeah, a, it's the they, the rest they of the are, series is now on NBC. They are so NBC is so checked out, by the way. And, and not to get off on a completely different tangent here, but like I went on NBC site and I looked up the schedule. They literally have like hockey and anything hockey related. It's like mixed in with whatever else they're covering on USA and NBC and Olympics. I'm like, I can't tell if this game's on NBC, NBC Sports Network, USA, but I just assumed with it being game three, it's probably on NBC. So thank you for clarifying. But um, yeah, and and uh, two nothing lead for for Tampa. Lots to, to to that we could really get into. We could have a three hour discussion of this series so far. But the big thing that I and and, and it's against Montreal, unfortunately, one of the best goals I've ever seen was last night. Uh, Blake Coleman's God. that was ridiculous. That buzzer beater goal at the end of the second period. Holy shit. What an effort. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from a, a timeliness perspective, giving up a goal with 0.3 seconds to go. And it's in a, just a game that had been so tight, but Montreal was dominating. Uh, it was a backbreaker. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that it, and that it, that was a game where it was just Montreal's got this. Like you, I don't know about you, but like me is like a, a kind of a neutral party, but still kind of rooting for a team. I looked at that game before that goal, and I'm like, Montreal's got this. They are mm-hmm. dominating this game. Vasilevsky eventually is going to give up, maybe not a weak one, but one that maybe he could stop. You just keep putting the puck on the net. You keep the the pressure in the offensive zone they're going to score and then coleman does that shit right at the end of the period it was just one of those you mentioned backbreaker for me it was like i dipped my head so far back i thought i was going to break my back it was yeah (laughs) yeah i did the same thing and turned to julie and said yeah this one's over that's it's a killer so what do you think of the series so far? What's um what's been the story for you? Um well, uh last night was definitely Vasilevsky. Um you know, I I think he's you know, uh, Montreal I I wasn't surprised. I I didn't expect much in game 1. Um 
the five one score. You know, I, I think a little out of hand, but yeah, you know, I wasn't I wasn't downhearted too much after that. Uh, but after last night's game with Montreal putting up forty plus shots and getting one goal, that's all we got is one goddamn goal. <laughs> uh, it it was yeah it just too much um, you know too much Vasilevsky um, you know the all the hopes are now pinned on tomorrow night like I said at the beginning of the show uh, Dominic Ducharme's back um, you know they're going back first Stanley Cup final game in Montreal since 1993 it's it's you know even though they're stupidly only going to have 3,500 fans in the building. Uh, it's going to be an atmosphere, um, and uh, hopefully those old ghosts of the forum can find their way into uh, the Bell Center because, man, it, it is uh, – man, has has any other city uh, besides – well, any other hockey-mad city – I mean, St. Louis is a great hockey town, don't get me wrong, but has any other hockey-mad city where, you know, they have burned the city down over hockey games um, – you know, have they waited this long? Um, I mean, obviously we don't ever think Toronto, uh, at least not, not, I don't think Toronto will ever make it back to the cup final in my lifetime just because they, they seem doomed not to. Um, <laughs> but it's, it is going to be such a, a great atmosphere. Um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully something will change the, you know, the, the you know, Quebec Health Authority and Canadian you know, national government will do something to change this idea uh, and, you know, let at least 10,000 and if not full capacity, because what are you doing? You're forcing the people out into the streets anyway, where you don't have a chance to do any kind of crowd control. Yep. Um, not that not that if you let 21,000 people in, there'd be any less crowded outside Montreal, um, but just a head scratcher, head scratcher of a, a, a thing that, you know, they're, they're not going to let more people into the building. Uh, Bill, I'm going to make you, I'm going to put you on the spot here and make you finish the quote. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, we had one hit, we had one goddamn hit and then you can't say goddamn on the air. Nobody's listening to us anyway. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, major league fans, by the way, that, you know, what's crazy to me is that my, again, tangent i'm gonna go off on here my father-in-law and like my whole wife's side of the family they love league of their own which is a great great movie don't get me wrong i i love it Uh, one of my favorite movies as well but then i'll mention like a quote from major league and they all just kind of look at me puzzled and i'm like how do you love league of their own but you've never seen major league how does that make sense for those of you who've uh, never seen it, Major League to me is one of the top five sports movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite, my two favorite baseball movies, um, and uh, yeah, I I will confess on the show, I have never watched a League of Their Own front to, front to back. Never oh, watched the entire thing. You got to do it's, it. Yeah. I, I, one of these days when I have free time and it's on my list, but uh, my two favorite movies about baseball, because they are so quotable and so good 
major league in bull Durham. And, you know, if, if you've never said up your butt, Joe boo, <laughs> you know, it, 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 you're, you're just not living life. Right. So I, yeah, uh, I, I will you. say major or I'm sorry, uh, uh, league of their own. One of the things that I quote from that movie, probably almost weekly was Tom Hanks yelling at one of his players and he says, why don't you use that lump three feet above your ass? That is to me, one of the, one of my favorite quotes ever from a movie. So I, I use that all the time. Like somebody will do something stupid on the hockey rink and I'll go use that lump three feet above your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So rapid, rapid fire hockey tidbits. uh, We're getting to now. Fortunately, folks, it's all about the Chicago Blackhawks. So um, for those of you uh, who are big blues fans, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. No, I'm kidding. Um, unfortunately, the first news story we have to get here here is 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 one that I'm not comfortable talking about. Uh, former assistant coach Bradley Aldridge uh, allegedly, allegedly, uh, sexually assaulted an ex-player in 2010. Uh, according to reports, the team did nothing after the player informed skills coach uh, Paul Vincent. Vincent brought it to President John McDonough. GM Stan Bowman, VP of Hockey Ops, Al McIsaac, and uh, mental skills coach James Gary. Vincent told them to file a report with Chicago police, which they refused. Uh, This is the part that gets me, mostly, honestly, as bad as all this was already. After leaving the Hawks, Aldrich went to coach a boys' high school team in Hofton, Michigan. Aldrich uh, was convicted. I'm sorry. Houghton. 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 Uh, Aldridge was convicted in 2013 in Michigan of fourth-degree criminal sexual conduct involving a student. Allegations indicate that the Blackhawks gave Aldridge positive references when he left the Blackhawks. Uh, One player said uh, every guy on the team knew about it, uh, talking about his uh, sexual assault of the ex-player for the 2010 team. Um, want to give some props here to Katie Strange of, uh, I think that's how you say her name. Katie Strang, maybe, uh, Strang. Strang. Yeah. She's, uh, she's typically uh, an Arizona Coyotes reporter, but she's been, uh, uncovering a lot of this and she's done a fantastic job over at the, Ath- she's with the athletic, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. So if you have not checked out anything she's written about this, definitely go check it out. She's done a great job. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this bill. I know you probably don't either. This is not easy to talk about. I'll add that if these allegations are untrue and unfounded, I hope justice prevails. But it does seem pretty damning from what we've heard. And if this is all true, that that uh, this coach, Paul Vincent, brought it to all of his superiors and they did nothing, all of those people who are still employed within the NHL or any other hockey ranks need to lose their jobs this minute. Uh, Stan Bowman, for one, if he knew about this and let it happen and then gave positive references to this high school team for this guy, uh, get the fuck out of here. Um, again, allegedly, if this is true, get the fuck out. Uh, you're not needed in this. I don't care about anything else you've done in the sport. You could have dedicated your life 
to charity or letting kids play who normally would never get a chance to play hockey, you do that one thing. You give a positive reference to somebody you know was has, has been a sexual deviant. Uh, you better never work in the sport again. Get the hell out. Yeah. Shows an absolute, if, again, if true, absolute lack of integrity and, you know, an environment that has absolute zero accountability. You And, and again, if true, there's got to be some kind of culpability for what happened in Oton. I mean, you, you don't give a positive reference. And, you know, like you said, don't want to talk about it. it, it it's a lot of speculation. Um, but, uh, you know, the I, I think the other guy that I've seen or the other reporter that I've seen um, who's who's done a lot of work on this is Rick Westhead um, yeah. from TSN. And uh, he's been pushing for uh, Batman to say that they will do a, a thorough investigation. And every every soundbite that uh, every quote that I've seen suggests that's absolutely not going to happen. You know, and, which is sickening, right? And, and that's that's the old boys na- nature, old boys network nature of the NHL. It's a private, private run for-profit enterprise and they don't they don't have to be held accountable to to anyone and that that is uh uh that's that's tough tough to take you know to to know that you can't count on the league to do the right thing because they don't want to have a bad reputation i just look at it as again uh this this aldrich fella uh, he was convicted in 2013, which tells me he he is guilty and he's a piece of shit uh, of fourth degree criminal sexual con- conduct involving a student. Uh, I hope that when that happened, that all the powers that be in Chicago looked at each other and said, wow, we fucked up because if they just they turned their their back on the rest of the hockey community when they did this um, and just let it happen. I mean, they're, they're responsible, obviously not as responsible as, as, as coach Aldrich himself, but they are very responsible for what happened here. And it's, it's, it's maddening. It's sickening. When I read this story, I, I actually had to walk away several times uh, to get through the original article that Katie String had posted. Um, I just, again, I hope justice prevails here, but um, this is, uh, this, this is maddening. I, 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 if this is all true and Stan Bowman is still the GM of the Blackhawks come October, I'm going to lose a lot of faith in the NHL. A lot. It's going to be hard to watch their product because that's, uh, that, that should not stand. Ah, so on to a little bit of uh, brighter news. I'm sorry, Bill, do you have something else to add? No, I was just agreeing with you. Absolutely. Can't take it. Yep. Uh, On a little bit brighter news, Jonathan Taves, captain of the Blackhawks, uh, will return next season, he says. Uh, He reveals that he had chronic immune response syndrome disease which feels like it's just a lot of random words strung together. <laughs> but it is a real thing, by the way. Uh, in a video he tweeted from his personal account on Wednesday, he says, quote, 
I just think there were a lot of things just piled up where my body just fell apart. So what they're calling it was chronic immune response syndrome, where I just couldn't quite recover and my immune system was reacting to everything that I did, any kind of stress, anything that I would do throughout the day. Uh, a lot of that has been tied to possible uh, COVID exposure. Um, he never actually truly tested positive, but we've heard tales from people outside of sports that they have suffered uh, from issues from their COVID uh, positive test for months and months and months. So very pos- very possible this happened to Taves, but nothing truly on the record. But uh, it does seem that he's ready to go. Obviously, Blackhawks, hopefully, will be back in the Blues division this year, and we will hate them once again. We will hate Jonathan Taves for everything he does on the ice, but I will say it is very awesome to have him back in the NHL. Um, hope he makes a full recovery. Hope he comes back to being the captain serious that we all know from him and that uh, he can lead the Blackhawks and, and play his best hockey. So, therefore, we can hate him all over again. Right. As, as much of a blues killer as he was in, um, you know, in his career, um, hopefully he will come back and contribute to the rivalry. Um, the hockey world is a much better place with Jonathan Taves in it. Um, and it, it's good to have, you know, a, uh, a, a guy that you could say, I could respect him if he wasn't a Hawk. Right. Yeah. There, there are a few guys on that team still that you can never respect. Um, you know, Duncan Keith, who I think is going to be at another talking point here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Patrick Kane that, you know, just, yeah, can't respect. Um, but Taves, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it was weird. Not that I watched any Hawks games cause they weren't in our division. Um, but it was just weird whenever you'd see the random highlight, uh, never hearing his name. So, yeah. Yeah. It was weird the whole year without him. And, uh, yeah, and I, I will, I think I've said this on the show before. I do own a Blackhawks Taves Jersey. I do actually like Jonathan Taves, even though he scored a dagger goal against the blues, uh, in 2014. And, and like you said, has been a blues killer before and after that. Uh, but I respect his game and I respect the hell out of him. I think he's, uh, uh, a, a real consummate professional uh, carries himself in the right way as an NHL player and um, clearly respected by his teammates. So again, I, I want to, I want to root against him. I want him, I, you know, this whole year I'm rooting that he comes back and he feels healthy and he gets better. I don't want to root for you anymore. Jonathan Taves, as much as I like you, I want to root against you. So I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, hopefully he'll be back at hundred percent this season. Uh, reports indicate that uh, Duncan Keith, as you uh, kind of just uh, snuck to, uh, he may be on the move. Sportsnet's uh, Elliot Friedman reported that he plans to return closer to home to Western Canada. He specifically quoted uh, Pacific Northwest or Western Canada. So uh, chance he gets moved, I guess, probably more to the Pacific Division is is the idea. But I'm guessing Calgary and Edmonton are included in that as well. Uh, but, uh, um, that's going to be an interesting move. Um, the Blackhawks are going to have to sweeten the deal somehow. There's going to have to be some draft picks involved. Uh, I just, I don't see a team 
because he, I mean, he's still a he's still an NHL defenseman. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't know his salary exactly. But but uh, they're going to have to sweeten the pot if someone's going to take on his contract because. If you remember, he's, he was one of those guys that signed a huge deal after they won the Cup in 2010, and uh, right. I know they're still paying for that. Yeah, um, didn't didn't take the time to look it up, but uh, um, I, I guess he could be an interesting target for Seattle, right? That fits the bill, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, looking for, for an anchor defenseman, um, you know, he's uh, – Probably got a year or two left in the tank, I would think. Um, so maybe they could swallow that uh, the cap hit. You know, I, I hope that you know. I, I don't know that there are going to be any more expansion teams, but I hope that not everybody's going to expect every expansion team to be Vegas. I think they still have to expect to be Ottawa, San Jose, where those first couple years are rough, um, but. I don't know. This is the parody NHL. I guess anything could happen, um, but yeah, it's uh, it'll be uh, it'll be different. Um, you know, the the NHL will be without uh, David Backus and um, Duncan Keith not on the Blackhawks. The times have changed. Brent Seabrook's gone too. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, I, I want to correct myself. I said he signed after they won the cup. That's actually incorrect. His current contract, he signed on December 3rd in 2009. 13-year uh, deal, which is obviously no longer allowed. Uh, he is a uh, He's under contract till 2022-2023, so that means he's got two years left. Uh, and uh, his cap hit is at 5.53. And uh, his actual salary he's going to make this year at 2.1 and next year at 1.5. So... That's very easy front, to take. Yeah, very front-loaded contract. Now that I look at that, I'm like, they could probably move that. As long as a team has some cap space, I'm looking at a younger team like Vancouver. You mentioned Seattle is probably a potential target. Um, maybe even an Edmonton who could use a defenseman. Um, yeah, I could easily see that contract being moved. Interesting yeah, stuff. They, yeah, yeah. Um you never thought you'd see the end of that contract when it was signed. Uh, those cap circumventing, you know, Detroit was the first team to do it, and Chicago mastered it. So, yep. um, God, we're old. Yeah. years later. Yep. That's crazy. Oh, man, crazy stuff. Uh, so YouTube comments, we're going to get to AC Generator. Another great quote from that from, from League of Their Own. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Uh, so yeah, uh, Bill, he, uh, so this kid comes up to him to tell you the quick story. Kid comes up to him and says, Hey, Mr. Dugan. So Jimmy Dugan, which is Tom Hanks, he, uh, uh, he's a former professional baseball player. He ends up coaching the, uh, the, the woman's team while the, the men are away at war. And, um, so this kid comes up, Jimmy Dugan. Oh my God. Can I have your autograph? And he signs it, and the kid reads out loud. He reads what he signs, and he goes, Avoid the clap. Jimmy Dugan. Wow! Thanks, mister! And it's, again, just one of those quotes that is just, it will live down forever. Because it's, uh, 
ridiculous. <laughs> but he had a lot of those in that movie. So, again, uh, Bill, make that a point. You need to watch that movie. It's a, it's It All holds right. up to today. It still does. Well, you know, it's uh, baseball is as uh, American as the 4th of July and apple pie. So maybe, maybe that'll be my baseball intake for the weekend. That's a good idea. There you go. Find way. It's it's only like an, it's not that long of a movie. I think it's an hour and forty five minutes, so you can find time. Uh, Austin Lynch says, "Am I late?" Uh, yes, yes, Austin. We are wrapping up. You are late, my friend. Uh, so, um, Bill, uh, hope you had fun on today's show because we are wrapping up. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform. Based on a health assessment of your DNA, visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Again, that's 636-393-8745. Also brought to you by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. While you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best plays to watch places to watch a blues game. That's centerizebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. And again, I will mention... Tomorrow night, game three, I will be there for uh, uh, t- to watch, hopefully, the Canadians get a big win. Bill, I hope you can join us. Uh, it'll be a good time. And, uh, yeah, I uh, I think we're going to have fun. Even if the Canadians lose, it's still going to be a fun time. Yeah. And, you know, we can at least pour beers on Tampa fans. It's the way I see it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that will do it for episode 42 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We had a blast doing it, uh, as always, folks. So thank you for tuning in. For Kurt Price on assignment and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues let's go blues go habs go go habs go uh the chiefs are at home tonight against cyanus board at the war memorial at eight good seats are still available i think that went very well thank you for listening to let's go blues radio now take off hosers i want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again well there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.